Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. The Premier League All Access Podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. Stay ahead of all the big games in the best league in the world, the Premier League. With the latest odds, form guides, expert opinions and more. The fans are the players at Ladbrokes. Are you in? Let's go. Play at ladbrokes.com, 18 plus, begambleaware.org. T's and C's apply. Game Day Podcasts from Talk Sport. Subscribe on Acast, iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Game Day, the appendix. Hello everyone and welcome to the Game Day Record Book Podcast Appendix. Um, this is normally a bit where we just take all the junk that we couldn't fit into the normal show and uh, shovel it, frankly, into a 10 to 15 minute uh, podcast. Um, but uh, today, because it's uh, the upcoming international break, including England's thousand international, by the way, uh, let's not forget that, uh, myself, Danny Kelly, and my two guests from the weekend, uh, Sean Derry, former Crystal Palace captain, and many other things as well these days, coach and manager, and Mark Smith, I'll give him his proper due, funny, funny comedian who happens to know a lot about football as well, and knows his way around the English language also, are here with me to talk about England. Um, let we, well, what we'll do is we'll start, of course, with the actual squad that uh, Gareth Southgate has picked what, for what are two competitive internationals. And I suppose, Sean, the headline news, particularly for midfield players everywhere, although a different player from yourself, is that Jack Grealish, once again, not in the England squad. Yeah, it really disappoints me. Once again, um, there was this big clamour for him to, you know, to bring himself to want to play for England because obviously we, we know that he could have played for Ireland as well. So all the news, everything was about him coming over. Let's give him a chance. He's been brilliant for Aston Villa. He's led the line. He's got them promoted. He's stayed loyal. Still not in the England team. And I find that staggering in the, on the basis that we've been crying out for a certain type of midfielder for a number of years now. One that can just open a can of beans, you know, one of them kind of players who Let's just... Let's call it what it is, Gazalite. Yeah, we're looking for Gazalite, yeah. aren't we? Yeah, we are, because we, love, we loved him, didn't we? I loved him. He was one of my heroes of all time. But also, he just smashed up the defences by beating his man and breaking the line. Well, he did. And, and I'm not saying that Jack Grealish is a Gaza. I just feel that he's got that type of quality that we've been missing. But isn't the issue the form of Madison and Mount in all this? Well, this is it. I agree that we're screaming out for a player that can unlock a defence. Um, but I think we do have them at this point in time, much more so than we have done for years and years. I mean, you look at the, the choices at number 10 we've got. Let's ignore Grealish for a second. Although, by the way, I would have him in the squad as well. I'm a big fan of his. Who would you leave out? Well, this is the issue. You, you go, you've got James Madison, who's, who's undroppable. We've not seen him play for England he's yet. He's bossing but, the but Premier he is, League he just is now. He's the best number 10 in the league at the moment. You've then got Mason Mount, who's come through and obviously looks like he's destined for great things. He's been earmarked from, for a long time with the whole Lampard connection. We had him at Derby last year. He was phenomenal. This year he steps up again. You've then got the likes of Deli Ali still, 
Let's let's not forget he exists. He's still only 23, 24. He's a young guy. He's got a bit of work to do to get himself back into I, that I, squad, I, though. I, I agree. Yes, and, yeah. and then the problem Grealish has got is that behind all of those guys is Phil Foden. Yeah. And in a year or two years when he's playing regularly, once David Silva's gone, and let's assume that Phil Foden's the guy to fill his boots... He could be the player for England. It's a, great, it's a great problem for England to have. Two of those players, of course, are still capable of, of representing the Republic of Ireland. Madison hasn't played a competitive international. He has Irish connections. But how likely is it, do you think, Dan? Very unlikely indeed. But I'm just making the point to yeah. them both yeah. um, that I need them as well um, as uh, Gareth Southgate. Um, goalkeeping. I have to. This is almost. During the World Cup, it was to be sacrilege to say this, but I, I'm going to say it anyway. I've never super fancied Jordan Pickford as an international goalkeeper. Um, very, very good character around the place, um, but so many moving parts. He's the most excitable player in the team. He's shouting and leading the team from the back. He keeps goal quite eccentrically at times. There's a lot of stuff going on there, whereas what I want in a goalkeeper, and I'll give you an example, is Peter Cech. Somebody you never hear from, you yeah. never see. He just stays in goal for 20 years, stopping balls going into the net. And then when he retires, says, thank you, that was lovely, and walks away. Joe Hart became too complicated as a person, beating his chest in the tunnel before the start. Is Pickford still our best option? Well, the options are uh, are, are few and far between. They're thin, aren't they? They are, and you know, when you look back at the, the Seaman and the Martins of... Bygone's gone. You look at Tom Heaton, Dean Anderson, Nick Pope. Nick Pope, yeah. Is Pickford the best out of that group? Now, I'm not saying that they're poor goalkeepers. They're not. There are very good goalkeepers. But I do feel that perhaps if you compare them to some of the other goalkeepers in the world, yeah. we haven't got a world-class goalkeeper. It was the opposite problem to what we have at number 10, isn't it? Where we have a lot of quality at number 10. And there's no stand-out goalkeeper at the moment. And it is strange because we, we are a country that has historically produced very good goalkeepers. Uh, but I'd say that's a similar thing. But then issue. Brazil were historically, that was thought to be their, their Achilles heel. Now they've got Alisson and Edison the, the and God knows who else. Yeah, yeah. So it's a strange how sort of things work out. It's sort of cyclical, I suppose. And in a few years' time, well, I'm sure we'll have a, an abundance of goalkeepers and we can't play them all. Well, the boy Henderson at Sheffield United looks like he's got he's got the physique to do it. We'll see. But he has, but he's still got... He reminds me, to a certain degree, of Jordan Pickford for the way that he's so animated in yeah. and around his 18-yard box as well. And I think that's <laughs> kind of caught him one or two times in the past um, in the past year. And goalkeepers as well. It's, it's made, If you think about it, going into the World Cup, who was Jordan Pickford's big rival for this job? Butland. Jack Butland. Who now you you know? I haven't heard that name for months. No, I've heard felt a great disturbance in the force, the like of which I haven't felt for many many years. Jack Butland was supposed to go to Aston Villa in the summer. It fell through for whatever reason, and now he's kind of down in the mouth in a terrible Stoke City team. Um, it, it can move. It can move very very quickly. But I think we're we're in agreement, are we? That of the of the lot we have. Probably Pickford is definitely going to keep the place, yeah? I think he is, but I don't agree with it. I, I'm like you. I would rather have a keeper that was sort of strong and, and just sort of Calm. stoic. And I don't want a goalkeeper... I, I don't really trust Pickford when the ball goes near him. <laughs> and that's an issue. As an England fan, I don't yeah. really trust him, whether it be in the air towards him. I think he's a good shot stopper, but in the air on crosses, or whether it be at his feet, I just think he tries to do a little bit too much sometimes. 
And, and that, in some ways, that's a good thing. He's taking responsibility. But in that, that one position, you just okay. I just think you need the calmest head in the team. Also, almost needs to be. I know that Peter Schmeichel changed all that by being very loud. But he was in a team full of loud, animated leaders, and he was in the best team in the in the, in the on the continent for ten years. Easy that. Different story. Bit of calmness, please, uh, Jordan. Jaden Sancho. Um, substituted after ha- hooked after half an hour yeah. during the whatever called the Der Klassiker uh, between uh, Dortmund and, and Bayern. Yeah, the game they got an absolute pasting in as well. Four was it? Four nil. Four nil. It finished. Yeah, um, Sancho. I mean, we, we've heard since that there was an injury, haven't we? Haven't, well, that seems to be the cover-up story because it started yeah. out the manager Favre was saying explicitly no. said no. Yep, nope. I, I, I hooked that lad. Yeah, but you know what? He, he's still very, very young. Yeah, it, I agree. It's, it's important to remember that he's only, I think, nineteen or twenty. Just because he's done so much in such a short amount of time doesn't mean he's not still essentially a child. And he's going to have bad games. In, in a game like the Bayern Munich one, anything can happen. You know, it's, 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 a, it's a cauldron of an atmosphere and it's not unusual to see a young player struggle under that. And the good thing is, for me, is that it's happened over in Germany because if that would have happened over here, he yeah. would have been vilified for We it. might have talked about it on a podcast. Well, this is it. And, you know, we would Even have made... Even one as obscure ev- as this. <laughs> <laughs> it would have made everyone's headline as well. And once again, we'd have been talking about a brilliant young player yeah. doing something slightly wrong yeah. in his career. And I think it's brilliant that he's done it over in Germany, Danny. Yeah, I mean, I still think, uh, you know, if this was a, a World Cup quarter final rather than what they are, wh- with all due respect to the opposition, worker day qualifiers, um, Sancho and Sterling, uh, either side of Kane, is still his probably preferred starting for now, particularly if you can get Madison or Jack Grealish, mm. or Jack Grealish passing the ball to them. Um, we'll see what happens there. Um, further away from that, we'll come back to England's women in a second. Um, great story about Adama Traore. <laughs> Um, Malian qualified, of course, these days in the world's first team. And I love him as a footballer. How can you not love someone that strong and that fast, even if every now and then he appears to have never seen a football before when it comes to the critical <laughs> and moment? he runs out of pitch. Yeah, he does. He runs out of football pitch, doesn't he? Um, but, but what a weapon to have around your club. Oh, wow. Unbelievable. I mean, when he first came on the scene, you just thought, who is this guy? He's the strongest, quickest athlete you've ever witnessed. To... And then you throw a football... At his feet, and you think, oh, right, okay, I kind of get this. Um, but no, he's. But a spiritual centre's no mug. So when he went and bought him, I thought, oh, he's, he, he thinks he can, he he's can coach this fella, yeah, yeah. yeah. Absolutely, and he's getting better and better and better, and he's, he's now a major weapon in the Premier League. And he's been called up by Spain, no less. Um, after all those years of uh, seeing uh, small players gently tick attacking the ball around, they're going for something rather different. But I think there's a story about his Malian qualification. Yeah, that's right. So he. he, uh, he has I mean, sworn allegiance? I don't think so. I don't know why no, I don't think you have to swear, no. He's declared <laughs> himself. <laughs> he declared himself a Mali, but the problem is that Mali have got, got... no Irish influence at all, as you know. No, I mean, you can put a call in, see if you can get him. Yeah. Um, the problem is that, that Mali have already got two Adama Traores in their squad, so he'd be the third Adama Traore. Aha. Uh, which brings up a whole set of questions, namely, what goes on the back of their shirt? Because yeah. it can't be just Traore. It can't be the full name because it's the same name. So what, what do you do? Could, if we, could you just number them? Traore 1, Traore 2, Traore no, 3? Like thing is... 1, Thing 2 and <laughs> Thing 3 over in American when you go to the uh-huh. theme park. But I, I, if I was going to buy a Marley shirt, which I might, yeah, I don't know what to do now. What do I do? How do pick I get one of the, the other players. How do, <laughs> which one would you pick? 
I don't know any of the others just now. I haven't had a chance to study their squad in detail. <laughs> um, good, good luck to him if he's going to get into international football. I think he'll be a, uh, even more of a shock, actually, given that well, Spain, you know, what, when Spain are playing, you don't expect to be outrun, do you? You expect your, your mind might be frazzled by the end, but if they can add that to their, yeah. their outlook as well, that'd be great. He, he, good might, he might be one of the best athletes I've ever seen in the Premier League. Amazing. Though. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. And I spent uh, five minutes on Sunday praising him uh, on uh, the full the the, the, uh, the final word with Simon Jordan um, when I was convinced he was French, but that uh, <laughs> it was been a long, long show, and of course we were very overexcited by the game between Liverpool and Manchester City. Finally, chaps, I think we should pay um, at least, if not tribute, and certainly we should recognise the reality of the women's game in this country. I know the tickets were cheap. I know it was fantastically well publicised. But what you cannot deny is that seventy-seven thousand people turned up at Wembley to watch England's women's team. Yeah, I think it's absolutely fantastic. I mean, I, I love football. I don't care who's playing it. I just love football. And I think it's great to have a new generation of people into the sport. You know, I've got a little boy, but if I was to have a little girl in the future, I'd like her to know that Well, that you don't is want him option. to watch women's football. He can watch it as much as he wants, but he can't <laughs> play in it, Danny. That's the, that's no, the that's crucial true. difference. Uh, Sean... Wembley for me, Danny, it's a selling point. I mean, yeah. those who have been... and. It's just a, a remarkable stadium. I've been fortunate enough to to be there a few times watching games. Never played at the new Wembley. I would have loved to have that opportunity to play. I played at the old Wembley, but this is very, very different. So to have 77,000 to go to the new Wembley, whether it's men's, mm. women's, juniors, whatever it is, what a stadium to go and watch football. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. And just my own point on this is that because of the educational strata um, which I came out of. A lot of my friends um, are, or have now retired from being, teachers. And particularly the women always said the bit, you know, first of all, giving girls self-confidence in a society that doesn't specialise in that. But secondly, they said, trying to get them to keep fit. Mm. Um, particularly um, when, you know, their bodies are changing and all those sorts of things. Always been a huge problem. And if they can have role models and particularly in a team sport where you need 20 odd to play mm. it can only help um with that idea of getting girls to 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 stay fit and not to just pack it in um because somebody on youtube tells them it's not feminine or whatever and so i think the, the the success of the england's women team and of course they got beaten i understand that but their success at attracting yeah. the kind of publicity they're getting now can only be a help um and i speak as uh, somebody who can speak uh, for, for england and ireland um about the obesity crisis but it, it, you know i'm an old man it's different for the young people and these women i think will be helping to solve that whether their manager will be around much longer is another issue that we'll discuss on another podcast because they keep getting massive crowds, huge publicity and 2-1 defeats. Uh, you've been listening uh, to myself and Mark and Sean here on the Game Day Record Book Appendix podcast. We've been very, very glad to have you along for the ride. The Premier League All Access podcast is proud to be brought to you by Ladbrokes. The latest odds? We set them. Form guides? We've got them. Expert opinions, we share them. The best fans in the world deserve the best. Be match day ready before the whistle blows with Labrooks. Odds update on Talk Sport with Labrooks. Are you in? Let's go. Play at labrooks.com, 18 plus, begambleaware.org, T's and C's apply.